Every Thursday night, wrestling fans wait to see the ratings for AEW Dynamite and NXT, and the headline reads the same. AEW Dynamite beats NXT in the 18 to 49 demographic ratings. Why is that? We try to answer it next on the Squared Circle Cycle Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, why does AEW always beat NXT in the demo ratings? Well, there's a few different reasons. I've come up with a list. I know you've also come up with your list, and I'm going to offer my list to you. Um, and I have a feeling we're probably going to agree on a lot of things, and we may even disagree on a few of these, too. Yep. Uh, my, my top reason why NXT does not beat AEW in key demographics is, most importantly, NXT is not the flagship show of WWE. The budget's not as big. The promotion isn't as big. It's not positioned to be cared about as much. Yes, it is put on TV to really be the thing that is supposed to compete with AEW Dynamite. Right. But it's kind of like when you look at AEW, they have really two shows right now. You've got Dynamite and you've got Dark. Yep. So really what you're comparing here is their feeder system. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, but for many people they consider NXT to be developmental for the WWE because eventually once you get big enough, once you get good enough, you get called up to the main roster, whether that is a good thing or bad thing. That's a whole nother debate and a whole nother conversation, but it is WWE's developmental system that they have in place. Right. Dark, I actually want to, I actually want to pin on that though. Sure. And that's one of the, that's one of the big points that I have is you look at AEW dynamite and you have NXT AEW dynamite to me has Guys that can be main event stars. Like when you see them, they look the part, they talk the part, they act the part. And there's two big ones that really come to mind when I talk about this. One is John Moxley and the other one is Cody Rhodes. Every segment they're on is important. They make people care about what they're going to say, what they're going to do, and the matches that they have. Every move that they do in those matches has a meaning behind it. You don't see that with NXT, I don't think. You, you don't see it right now, and you certainly don't see it to the extent where people can get behind it on a weekly basis. I mean, when you look at NXT on a weekly basis, sometimes you get these guys, like right now, I know they're pushing uh, rough quite a bit. He's the North America champion, and you know they're trying to get a storyline going with that. They continuously have new guys that they're trying to build up because you have this mass exodus where people will get called up from, from NXT. So it's hard to get invested in a product when... Once a guy hits a certain status or gets over to a certain point or even has a particular look, they get called up. Right now, Karrion Cross is a guy, he's out, that's injured. But you got to know that once he gets established and has a run there, I'm sure Vince is salivating at the concept of pulling a guy up like that out of NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a long list of guys pretty much that are just working in NXT or worked in NXT that are now on the main roster uh, and, and when you have guys like that in situations like that where the talent gets pulled up continuously, how can you expect your fans to get invested? Uh, you look at the list. Andrade, Samoa Joe, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Shayna Baszler, who, as far as the women's division was concerned, she legitimately was the women's division for such a long time as a yeah, champion. Right. Uh, Kyrie Sane went up to the main roster. She's now, I guess, pretty much retired. Uh, you have Keith Lee. You have Matt Riddle. You have the War Raiders, Viking Raiders, whatever you want to call them, the Street Profits, and that's just to name a few. So when you have guys like that who are so established and you have a loyal fan base that is so into that, those guys, that roster, that core group that made NXT feel so special for so long, and you pull all of them up to the main roster, you can't necessarily expect to compete with 
the likes of AEW, which, as you pointed out, they've got Moxley, they've got Jericho, they've got a lot of star power. They have a loyal fan base from even before AEW was formed and who was following the elite. You got all those guys who are now under contract with AEW. So I think that one of the hardest things for NXT fans to do is get invested in the product. And that's mostly because most of the guys get called up after a certain amount of time. Now, I think the biggest example of this, as as I said, a guy like Moxley and Cody that people can get behind that looked the part of a main eventer, talked the part of a main eventer, act the part of the main eventer, was Keith Lee. And you brought him up. He's a guy that was recently called up to the main roster. And that was really the last guy NXT had that people could get behind. They have a lot of talented guys. Don't get me wrong. When you talk about their current roster, they have Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, the Undisputed Era, you know, the list goes on and on and on. But when you look at their roster right now, the only guy that I see as a main event guy who could talk and look the part, believe it or not, is Pat McAfee. And he's not even a wrestler on the roster. He's just a guy, a celebrity, former football player coming in who can actually wrestle because he took a couple of classes with some trainer or whatever. But he makes these guys look like they are developmental talent. I agree to a certain point. I definitely think there's a lot of talent in NXT, but again, it has a lot to do with the turnover. I think Damian Priest is a guy that eventually will get to the point where he can be a main eventer or considered yep. at that level. That. He has a lot, of, a lot of talent in the ring. I think that he's good enough on the mic. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, for, for what it's worth, they carried NXT. I mean, their feud not only was important and special to the fan base of NXT and really getting people into the product itself, but just in all of wrestling. I mean, that was the same year where you had Okada and Omega feuding. You had Brock and Roman feuding, if I'm not wrong. And the other one, the other feud that was going on that so many people were talking about and invested in was Ciampa and Gargano. Ciampa right now, he got hurt. He came back. He hasn't necessarily found his footing for whatever reason, unfortunately. Johnny Gargano still working as a heel. Uh, the, per the person that you forgot to mention, and it's a whole group really, is the Undisputed Era. They've been the constant. They could walk into AEW tomorrow or Wednesday on Dynamite, and they'll feel special as a group. Adam Cole would feel special by himself. I think that they have main event talent. The thing that I think NXT really misses is their fans more so than Dynamite. Yeah, but the NXT starting, fan starting base. To get them back. They're starting to get them back with the Capitol Wrestling Center, and you would think that would bit. help with their ratings, and for the most part, it hasn't. They stayed rev relatively the same. Now, I know this past week, they did get a big bump, and yeah. in those ratings, you know, AEW Dynamite got a .26 in the 18-49 demographic. NXT got a .20. So AEW actually went down. NXT went up. But a lot of that could be, you know, the fact that it was the night before Thanksgiving. And with AEW Dynamite having a younger fan base that typically would go out the night before Thanksgiving, that's probably why mm -hmm. they got hurt in their audience more than NXT did that tends to have a more older audience. And that kind yep. of brings me to my next point. As, you know, the younger audience is easier to convey, whereas the older audience are more creatures of habit. And I think part of the reason why NXT does not do as well in the ratings as they should is because for the last five years, before they were even on USA Network, we were accustomed to have NXT be an on-demand product on the WWE Network. Now, granted, yeah. they would air the new episode Wednesday at 8 o'clock, but 
how many people were actually logging on to the WWE Network at 8 o'clock on Wednesday to watch NXT? They probably watched it on demand whenever they got a couple hours to watch it. And even then, I think most people just watched NXT for the takeovers. Yes. And I think that, I'm definitely one of those, that I never watched NXT on a weekly basis until it got on USA. And I watched takeovers. Well, the, the takeovers were always the important thing. That was the can't miss TV. E- even if you go back to watching NXT on a weekly basis, if you were one of those people, if you paid attention enough, you never really got it where it was like, you know, you got Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano every single week. They'd have like their one interaction every couple of weeks. It wasn't really necessarily meant to be a show that progressed storylines and kept your attention. It was always about the takeovers. The mm-hmm. takeovers were what you couldn't miss. Um, so that's why when people say certain things like, oh, well, NXT had a really big head start on Dynamite, I don't necessarily agree because one, like you pointed out, you're conditioning people to say, okay, well, I only need to pay attention to the, to the, to the takeovers. I don't need to pay attention to this on a weekly basis. And as you also pointed out, there's actually a name for this. Uh, if you look at like the, it's called the bell curve, the law of diffu- diffusion of innovation. At the tail end of that, it's the laggards. The laggards is the group of people that you can't convince are, are so reluctant to change their ways and get out of their old habits. You literally would have to have a whole bunch of people trying to convince them to switch over to Dynamite and get them to pay attention to it. They, they very rarely change what they're kind of accustomed to. So getting them to change the product that they're loyal to, whether they were watching it on the network or not, is very difficult. It's it's not likely to happen, and that's mostly because of the demographic that they fall within. It's just mm-hmm. they don't want something new. Right. The other thing, and maybe more importantly than anything else, we have to really be honest about here, AEW, to me, is still in its infancy. It's still fresh and new to most people. It's still something that is in the honeymoon stage, if you will. You still have a lot of young guys and up and right. that um, really are getting their first opportunity for their exposure to the world. Uh, Will Hobbs, you've got Darby Allen, you've got Sammy Guevara, that just to name a few. And then you sprinkle in the guys like Jericho, Moxley, and whoever else who already have their loyal following that are going to pay attention. People are more forgiving with Dynamite and with AEW. They're not as forgiving with WWE and not necessarily anything NXT is doing. But let's face it, NXT is a WWE product. Some people will not watch it just for the simple fact that it is a WWE product and they're against some of the things that WWE does, whether that's laying people off during a pandemic, whether that is the Saudi Arabia deal, whether it's the Montreal screw job. I don't know. You see all types of things that come out uh, from people that say they will not support this company. And that unfortunately does hurt NXT as a, as a direct result of it. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I, I could, I could follow that. And I think also the fact that they have this mantra that they are a developmental brand. Yes. Where AEW Dynamite, it is their show. They don't have a developmental brand that NXT is and NXT UK is. So it's like trying to compete AAA baseball with major leagues. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, can NXT turn it around like we saw on the Monday Night Wars where Raw eventually turned it around and won the Monday Night Wars against WCW. Does it really need to at this point because of the television industry as it is? Because you have streaming, you have video on demand, you have DVRs and Hulu and stuff like that. Where do we really need to have NXT win a ratings war? AEW Dynamite win a ratings war? 
I think I think eventually NXT is going to have to start to try and be a little more competitive with AEW in that respect once fans start to come back. Because honestly, I really do suspect that once fans come back, Dynamite numbers are really going to start to trend upwards. I think that a lot of the fans are going to start to pay attention a lot more. The show is going to feel a little bit fresher than it has in, in recent months. And that's mostly because, you know, AW, the fan base, whether it was good or bad, whatever was happening in the ring, the loyal fan base was going to go nuts for it a majority of the time. And that atmosphere, it is easier to convince people that what you're watching is important. So if you're a casual fan who just so happens to turn the TV on, if the fans are going nuts, perception is normally going to end up being reality for that person. They're going to think it's something that they have to watch. I think that eventually the dynamite numbers will start to trend upwards in that 900 closer to 1 million range once fans get back because you know people are just going to be in a better place and not have to worry about so much um, unfortunate stuff that's going on in the world right now. I mean, if if the numbers were continuously, you know, 900,000, 1 million for AEW and NXT's at like 600,000, they're going to have to start looking at themselves and considering, okay, well, do we really want to go out there on a weekly basis and get slaughtered? Because that still doesn't look good for them, developmental or not. You still have top guys there like Adam Cole, uh, Finn Balor is there, you've got Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest, those guys aren't going to want to go out there and lose every single week. So they, they may have to consider being a little more competitive. And I right. think they will. Right. And I think the competition mentality that yeah. the that the Attitude Era really had with Raw and that roster where they wanted to have the best show and they want to be the top guy on that show. I feel like today the rosters, and it's it's not NXT. I think you see it a little bit with AEW. I think you see it with Raw and SmackDown as well that there are guys that people want as main eventers, but they kind of just are happy where they are on the card and they kind of just go with the flow and they're okay with being a top mid-card guy as long as they're on TV all the time. Or if they have creative freedom, they do kind of things that if they did something else, they might be at a higher stature. And that's all across the board. All Heyman touched on that. Yeah. NXT, you have guys that, I think they want to be main eventers, but the question is, do they want to act the part? And right now I don't see that with NXT guys right now. That's, that's where I see it. I think the problem with NXT is they're, they are inconsistent. You will have Io Shirai on TV one week, tearing it up with Rhea Ripley. And the next week she will not be on TV. And the week after she may not be on TV. Right. You have guys like fashion police, Fandango and breeze who are literally your tag team champions how can you take them seriously? You have guys like Atlas who's on TV one week and competing for a championship and nobody even knows who that is. So I think that's probably the hardest thing for them is as far as being consistent. Undisputed Era was just left off TV for, what, two or three weeks? Oh, and I know yeah. that's part of the storyline, but makes it difficult for people to get invested in the product when your top guys aren't there all the time. And when they're not Dynamite, there, they're always there. Dynamite, right. you're always going to have Jericho. You're always going to have Moxley. You always have those guys there. And when they're not there, you need to have someone next in line, which is yes. what which is what Raw did so well during the Monday Night Wars. If Austin wasn't there, you had The Rock. If The Rock wasn't there, there was The Undertaker. If The Undertaker wasn't there, it was Triple H. They, there was always this uh, carousel of stars. AEW yeah. has that carousel like you brought up. They have Moxley. They have Cody. They have Jericho. They have MJF. There's always a, there's always a, a dish spinning at right. all times, whereas right. NXT, they're hit or miss. And I think that's the big problem. Can it be changed? 
Yes. The question is, do they want to? And it's going to be hard to tell. Now, we review AEW Dynamite and NXT all the time, every Thursday. And you can catch up on all our reviews by clicking the thumbnail on the screen right now. And we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psychobabble.